I don't know. It's obviously it's from the tour, isn't it? Is it a poster or something? It's the way to bags. <laughs> what? Why? Why have you got that? <laughs> Why do you have 50 of them? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 119 somehow of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And this week, we're cutting our teeth with confessions like we're in a 2011 waiting room. Yep, this week's guest is Liam Crombie of We Are The Ocean and genuinely just being Liam Crombie. Um, Yes, this week's guest, uh, singer, songwriter, guitarist, guitar teacher, busker, yeah, all-round good egg. Liam Crombie is this week's guest and what an absolute treat it was for me and Morgan to have him to come on. Tell us his story, what he's up to now, what he's been up to. Things that have happened to him, massive changes that have happened to him. Yeah, we've got loads of stuff to talk about. Yeah, generally, this episode is just a pleasure for us to catch up with him and everything. But what an important songwriter to us seeing that, for a lot of people listening, helps shape their lives, me included. I mean, Liam and We Are The Ocean is honestly an episode we've wanted to do since day one. If you've been with us since the early first 10, first 20 podcasts, you'll know we have a great connection between us and Liam personally. But this is a a really big deal because not a lot of people will know this, but Liam talking about everything you're about to hear has taken a lot of strength for him because there was a period in his life we're talking about we had the ocean and the aftermath of the band was a bit of a struggle we go into this a little bit later on but he's been through therapy he's changed as a person and as someone who's not active on social media we get the full insight into everything since the end of the band so you're going to hear stories on how it ended finding himself as a person if he has a future in music just some humble stories from life and it's a wonderful reconnection between three friends sitting down having a laugh and shooting shit yes it um 
yeah, it took a couple of months of me um, going back and forth with Liam <laughs> on the phone to persuade him to do this. Yeah, um, well, that's something. You've actually have to had previous phone conversations with a guest for the first time to kind of shape it and, and to say, like, you know, we just want to have a lovely chat about you. Yeah, well, I think, as with anybody who used to be in a band who, you know... The other band members haven't gone out and told the story as well. I think he was just nervous about that, really. And, yeah, hopefully we'll get Dan Brown on, former vocalist of We Are The Ocean, and we can have him to chat about his side of it as well. Um, and Alfie. Yeah, it was super... In- and Alfie. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was just a super good chat, and it's just to see things have changed for Liam and changed within Liam as well. You know, we were lucky enough to tour together a bunch of times with my old band, The Blackout, and um, yeah, it was it was it was lots of fun. So thank you very much to Liam for giving us the time and trusting us. I guess like like we said to him, like we're not, we're not, we're never out to get gossip. We're never out to hurt anybody. We just want to hear people's stories and stuff. So very very good chat. And um, yeah, it all lines up perfectly time wise as well, doesn't it? It does, Sean. That's a very good segue because our good friends at Hassle Thanks, Records. Bro. That's why. That's why. That's why I made it, and that's why the, we. I didn't think we needed a bit where you said that's a good segue. I was Carry just. On. I was taken back because there's no script to these, and as I was saying, <laughs> our, our good friends at Hassle Records and former label of We Are the Ocean are going to be re-releasing a very limited and special numbered vinyl reprint of their second studio album, Go Now and Live. I think there's only 500 copies of these. I've seen a photo of all the different splatters and colours you can get on the vinyl, and it looks absolutely wonderful. So if you're a big music physical purchaser a collector of vinyl, go and check it out. They also did a reprint of the debut album cutting our teeth last year for Hassel's 15th year anniversary and we even talked to them on episode 94 with a Hassel record special so if you want even more stories from behind the scenes of what it's like in the music industry as a label and early we are the ocean days check that out after this podcast but yeah as Sean said um, just really grateful that Liam could trust us with this uh, have a great conversation and just reconnect so um, I think a lot of people will be surprised about some of the stories we get into um, but it's deadly honest and it's just a very good time so before we get into it if you would like to support this podcast in in any way please go and check out our Patreon page patreon.com forward slash sapnin on there there's loads of goodies and extra content you can get as rewards for supporting us and you get put into this wonderful group of people that have made a community somehow from us two idiots talking on a daft podcast and it's one of the best things we've ever been involved with in our lives true very very true um yeah so that's patreon.com forward slash sapnin um if you'd like to get in touch with us on twitter or instagram get in touch at sapnin pod that's at s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d that's at s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d and let us know if you've got any guest ideas topics you want us to talk about in the intros and outros um yeah just anything really that's at Sapping Pod on Twitter and Instagram. But now, I think we should get into uh, our chat with Liam. Yes, this is the new Liam Crombie on Sapping Podcast. Opening up about everything. You're going to love it. Share it with your friends. Let's check it out. 
do it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sapnin! Sapnin! Sapnin. No. Oh, ooh. Ooh. It's a, it's a little one. A little, a, yeah, a little subdued one. Yeah, um, yeah. Our guest this week is frontman, singer, songwriter, guitar tutor, legend. Um, <laughs> as of late, paranormal expert. Um, uh, yes, this week's guest is the fantastic Liam Crombie. Yes. How are you, Liam? I'm great. I'm good, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I've really been looking forward, looking forward to uh, having a chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has been one uh, in the works for a while. We've uh, had quite a few requests to have you on, so I'm excited we can finally sit down and have a nice conversation about everything. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, and you know, coming towards me and uh, reaching out, and you know, Sean, it's been great to reconnect with you over the last few months. I've really appreciated that, and you know, hearing hearing what you got to say about everything and. I'm just glad to be here. You know, it's it's been a good day as well. The sun's shining, and uh, yeah, it, c- it can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Good. Ah, oh, nice. Glad. There yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Morgan said, um, yeah. Me and Liam have been talking now for a couple of weeks about doing this. Um, I, well, I probably I probably hit you up months ago about doing it originally, but it just never really worked out. But here we are. It's happening. I'm sure there's going to be loads of people listening to this who are absolutely chuffed that we're all finally here together <laughs> um how has how has life been life 
Oh, life. Oh, life. <laughs> yeah, it's taken forever. Life's been, you know, life, life's been good. Like, it's such a big question, that Sean. Like, that's something yeah, else. Life. You know. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Life's, life's good, man. Like, more recently in my life, I've moved to Liverpool and now engaged to be married Ooh, to my fiance. Congratulations. congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. I find myself more at peace with myself these days, a happier, lighter. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I, life's okay at the moment. In the, in the grand, you know, with everything else that's going on, you know, I'm thankful it hasn't directly affected me, but yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was one of the things when we started chatting that I, like, I noticed that you seem to be in a happier, I don't know. I won't even say it, like potentially more spiritual place, maybe. And yeah, and yeah, you're doing guitar teaching now as well and tutoring and yeah. So the, the guitar, I yeah. I mean, I picked up guitar lessons about oh, it must have been about four months before lockdown. Before that, I was in and out of a few different jobs. So I was working as a suit tailor in Liverpool Street, and and then. I did some, uh, I know I was building furniture throughout different places in London. Um, and then, yeah, I, f I found myself, what, what happened? I went, I went to Nashville, I did some writing out there and I came back and I said, kind of said to myself, I've just got to play music. So I ended up doing guitar lessons and then I was also busking. Busking has been the best thing for me, honestly. Well, <laughs> obviously I haven't been able to recently, but yeah. at the time. How was... How was that experience for you? Just kind of going out and I'm guessing playing with no pressure to anything. It was amazing. What it did for me at the time was just bring back those feelings of, you know, why I love to play music and sing. One of the main things that I took away from or what I loved when being in the band was performing and, you know, you could sing a song and make someone kind of feel in a, in a certain way. And when you're busking, you know, you have all these people going by different ages, different places, and you end up connecting with them and you sing a song and like, you know, someone might come up, come by and then their kids are dancing along and having a song. And then someone might come over and just go, oh, I just needed to hear that song today. I don't know. For me, that was like, it just got back to like the, the root of why, why I did what I did and why I love to do it. Yeah, that's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, because I was going to say, especially over the last four years since We Are The Ocean broke up in 2017, you've kind of been, not radio silent, but a lot quieter in the public eye. I mean, the, the occasional social media post here and there, but nothing too much of it as, as, a, as a presence that maybe regular music listeners would have expected from you and stuff. In that period, is it just being nice for you to, to get away from that spotlight and, and focus on yourself and life and just find that kind of spiritual connection again? Absolutely. Um, okay, coming out of the cut, like the, obviously the band finishing was very, very hard. It, it was, it was for, for me personally, it was a dark time. Um, there was a lot of kind of abuse to myself. I didn't really like myself very much. And that was that was going on for for quite a while. Like even like during the writing process and 
and recording of arc like that kind of negativity that bad feeling kind of just crept in and i think like there was a lot to do with like you know you go on tour for so long and you know you you have a party you have a good time and then more like more than just sometimes you're taking the bottle on stage with you and then you're coming home from tour and it gets a bit quiet taking the party home like taking the party home you know sean (laughs) like you know so these things kind of happened and yeah, towards the, towards the end, it was it was a bit of a it was it was a hard, very hard time. The ending of the band, although very very hard, and it was kind of hard to get over for years. When I look back on it now, I feel like it it ha- it had to. Ha- I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it. I'm glad. It, I'm glad it happened because I need, like you said, Morgan. I, I needed space, and I needed time. I needed to like learn, you know, learn more about myself and like learn to kind of like myself again, learn to love myself again. And, you know, just kind of get past all the, the self-harming, you know, the, the nights out, the, the nights and nights out, you know, that kind of lifestyle, the, the, the behaviors is, it was tough. Um, I got counselling. I got counselling like two, was it two years ago in 2019? I, I come back from Nashville um, and I'd been there for just about a week and a half. And I, had a, I had a great time there and, you know, I wrote some songs and met some amazing people and I came back and again, like I was still kind of, I was, I was getting better. I was getting better, but I was still going out and, uh, you know, I kind of, hitting that self-destruct button, uh, it got to a point where I, 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 had a converse, I had a conversation with my fiance and, and, you know, we kind of spoke about it and we kind of talk, talked about it a little bit before and it was at that point I decided, yeah, I'm going I'm to get counselling and it was, the, it was the best thing. It's, it's, it was the best thing I've ever done. Um, and since that, since that moment, I've slowly started to kind of build myself up again from the found, from my foundations and and just like you know learn learn to love myself learn to be aware of my feelings and you know it's okay to have boundaries and also just like kind of a lot of my problems with like social situations i didn't really know how to express myself the way i wanted to and so a lot of the time drinking a lot of beer would kind of just like block that out so learn learning how to talk and then also listen intently and have like a response that actually like, like I felt it. Do you know what I mean? Instead of just be like, yeah, mate, sweet. See you later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Another beer. Another yeah. beer, another <laughs> lager. So, so that, yeah. So, oh, got well deep really quickly, didn't it? Let's- no, no, no. <laughs> that's, what, that, that's what we're here for. Like half the time people have said that this has been therapy for themselves more than anything. Yeah. And we've had, We've had other people on in bands who have said the same things. They've mm, gone yeah. through therapy. Um, they're still in therapy, a lot of them. And, um, yeah, we get a lot of listeners who literally take on board because whether you like it or not, Liam, right, you are <laughs> a somebody's musical hero, right? Somebody on this earth, right, absolutely fucking adores you, right? Like some idiot did with me, right? <laughs> but they're still doing it with you because you are very talented. So people listen to this and they're like, oh, well, 
if he's open and he's admitting to going to therapy, like we should all go to therapy. That's yeah. just a, that should be a given. Therapy should be like free on the NHS. I definitely need it at some point. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we have people listening to these who are like, oh well, you know, I didn't even think about going to therapy until I heard somebody. So please don't, uh, you know, yeah. don't think negatively about it. You are literally helping people out by talking about your situation as well. So I, I've, I've, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. I, like I can, you know, I recommend it more i was really lucky like i i was um i'm a part of the ism um which is like it helps you out if you're a musician you can get like some free um like lawyer advice and whatever else and it just so happened at the time they were offering five free counseling sessions so that's that was my way of finding counseling so if anyone's listening and they're a musician check out ism um like they, they've got some really good um, some options there for you. But yeah, like I think I, for me, when I have told people about it, you know, some people say, oh, I'm sorry about that. And I'm like, no, don't be, don't be sorry. Cause it is the, it has been the best thing that's happened. And, um, and so, yeah, so moving from counseling, I, we pretty much finished and then the end of 2019 happens and 2020 and I moved to Liverpool four days before that before that lockdown I had like so I told you a bit about this Sean that that spiritual awakening experience that I had should I share that yeah please please go for it it's super interesting and yeah like I've talked about my like DMT experiences and stuff on the podcast before and I've okay. said how I Met, apparently met God and yeah, stuff well, um, and, but yeah I had this so yeah so we we had this um, there were no drugs um, this was just a, a, a an ear candle which uh, is used as a holistic medicine uh, as well and it's there to clear, clear your chakras kind of thing and I to be honest I don't fully 100% know what it does and I don't know enough about it really to go into detail but I can I'll just share with you my experience of it and I, I had obviously as I was on on the mend from counseling and feeling pretty good but there was still still work to do on the eve of a karmic cycle which was the first time I ever heard that sentence um, <laughs> <laughs> but me me, uh, me and Ashley my fiance we were we we had these ear candles and we were like let's you know let's let's do it let's give it a try and see what happens and you know i tried it in my first ear first and ashley was holding the candle as my head was on the pillow it was strange i could feel this line going from behind my ear down my neck down my arm through my back down my leg in my ankles like the bottom of my feet and then shooting back up i just thought like at the time get a grip of yourself mate like do you know what i mean because my legs started twitching as well i was like oh, what's going on uh, that that bit was just a bit bizarre. I didn't really think much of it. No, it it wasn't until it went into my left ear. We did one there. Uh, at the point, Ashley rested her hand on my face. I closed my eyes and I felt my entire body just be kind of bang, just like just shook. I, I was falling through uh, through the black. I was just falling and falling. And uh, I, I remember hitting the ground and I looked up and I was looking around. It was just dark. It was just darkness. It was just so dark and sad. And I remember thinking at that point, right, I need to get out of here. 
And for some reason, I just can't imagine what the, you know what they say in the movies, like, or in the songs, like, you've got to look for the light. And uh, I was looking around and I saw this star. And when I saw the star, I thought maybe I can reach out. And I reached my arms out as far as I could. And it turned out like I could tear the black away like paper. And as I reached out, I just grabbed it and just ripped it back. Uh, and this blinding light, I've never seen a light like it in my life. It just shone down on me. It was blinding and it was like so powerful. And then at that moment, like it was so, it was so powerful. I wanted to like, I did, and it felt good at the time. So I didn't want it to end. So I felt like if maybe I could try and turn the lights down a little bit and I just mellowed the light down. And, and then from that moment, I had some visions. And one of those visions was I saw myself in these like iron chains and just like breaking out of it. It was a bit like like a Dragon Ball Z kind of sketch when I imagined myself, it's kind of weird. But like, I was like, like proper epic, man. Um, so, any, so yeah, right, so this, this thing happened and this thing happened, I came out of my experience and the first thing I said to Ashley was like, I'm not Liam anymore, I can't be Liam, I'm not that person. And it was the most realist feeling and thought that I had I'd ever had it just I just knew I just wasn't that old that old person um and I'm I, you know to this day I can't really quite tell you what happened but afterwards and what's been happening afterwards has just been you know it's been amazing like I, I see I can see and hear things in a different way um I talk like I can express myself better now um it was really healing. It was really healing. I had this amazing moment about two weeks afterwards. There's a, there's a, there's a mountain or it's a hill. It's a very tall hill, uh, called Mole Famo. Um, or in Liverpool, they call it Mole Famo. It's North Wales. It's only a short drive away during one of those times during last summer where you could like get away. We, we walked up the top of that and I was at the top and I was just looking around and it was just like the world was in HD. It's like I'd never seen stuff like that before. Mate, there's a couple of times where I've just been walking around. I'm just having to stop myself from like getting a bit over emotional. Do you know? Like I'm really feeling everything that's going around me. So it was at that point actually, Sean, when and shortly afterwards when I started discovering what's going on and something called like healing your inner child is something that I've been working on and it was at that point that I was like, I need to talk to Sean. I need to talk to you because a lot of, say, maybe the darkness or the baggage was not weird, the ocean, but myself at that time. And obviously I needed to, I, I, I was like, I need to talk to Sean because I thought if anyone's going to know what I've been going through or been feeling, it was, it was going to be you. And I guess that's where the rest of this and now we're here. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, when well. we first started talking, like, um obviously you were a bit you were a bit reluctant about coming on i guess and and that's fair enough like a lot of people are because i don't know why like i think a lot of people are expecting us to drag dirt up or pull some shit out but that's never that's never that's never really the case but it was never it was never you sean it was never you i just i think uh, it was I me oh. no morgan is <laughs> oh, what <laughs> what a prick you are right Fuck it is now <laughs> do you know what i think i think I, I can't talk for other people that have been on your show, but if they've been in previous bands, you know, press, as I'm sure you will, 
aware, Sean, is like sometimes it can be just go, it can just go the wrong way. And you're not like, you're not hurt or like you don't express yourself the way you wanted to. And I think that, that was all. That was all. It was nothing against you guys. Like, no, 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 no. I didn't take it. No, no. I was genuinely. We were. We wanted. We 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 really wanted you on. So that's why I like. I persisted anyway. And um, and yeah. I just. I've just loved. I've genuinely, genuinely, genuinely loved our chats that we yeah. had. It's um, been brilliant. Just, just on the phone. Yeah, just hanging out and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, what did uh? Yeah, what did you missus say when you came round and said, uh, I'm not Liam anymore. Oh, she, she was like, she she just looked at me and she was like, what? I was like, I'm not Liam. And it, she kind of like, she was like looking around for a bit as if to say like, okay, what's going on? And she, she kind of said like, I think you've, I started explaining where where I'd just been. Because um, I was like, I, by the way, I've, I'm, I've not been just asleep on the bed. Like, you know, I've, got, I've been somewhere. <laughs> And uh, she, she said, oh, "I think I think you've had like a, a spiritual awakening or something." And she's like, she's super supportive, super super supportive awesome. in this. Yeah, yeah. Every every time we've spoken, you seem to have grown. I suppose grown. That's that's out the best term I can come up with since since we've kind of rekindled or recontacted each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would Would you say like that moment was just kind of like a, f- a switch was flipped and just you've been able to experience a lot of things you probably wouldn't have in the past? Uh, for sure. For sure. I'd, I'd say so. I think before maybe like I just, I kept myself so shut, you know, so closed um, that I kind of, st- you stop yourself from kind of feeling and seeing things. And Yeah, because I think, I think as as well because where the ocean started so early for you guys, you know, you were all so young, going on the road making those records, the start of everything. And I think, as you said, it's it's easy to get caught up in that world of just going from the next show to show or after party and drinking and all that. Because it, it, Sean's mentioned it so many times of it being a roller coaster. Yeah, and you know, it, it, we can we can see that the last few years seem to be more happy out of the band not maybe not you know not musical or anything but just in in the in the sense of that finding yourself now yeah yeah i'd say so i yeah like, like we were we were young you know and when we started and during that kind of time you know there's no you know not saying the guidance kind of thing you know there's not there's no one really kind of you make mistakes that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? You are young, you make mistakes and you just, you don't ever stop to really reflect because you're constantly in this world that's moving at a thousand, you know, light years an hour. What, light years an hour? I just made that up. <laughs> it's, it's moving pretty fast. It's just pretty, yeah. it's moving pretty fast and you don't have that time to reflect and just like check in on yourself sometimes, you know? Um, well, yeah, I think, um, that, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of a running theme with bands, I get Like mm. we, I've said since doing since we started this podcast, there should be some sort of aftercare for people who, who used to be in bands or were 100%. in bands, yeah. because I think people get so kind of left behind or forgotten about. Or I know this is me being like woe is me, but like when the, when the end of the blackout happened, like all the loads of people I thought were friends or um, you know I know that the blackout had made thousands of pounds for and stuff. 
and there's me just desperate for any sort of job, any in any way. And I get in touch with these people and they don't get back or they've just disappeared. So I, I found such a crazy drop off with like friends in the industry, should we say. And that's, I, that just seems to happen to so many bands. It's, you're worth something to some to people for a while. You can make everybody money. All right, you've stopped, have you? Okay, nothing. Whereas I I definitely needed therapy after leave, you know after the blackout splitting up, and yeah, I wish I'd I wish I could have had it then and mm. there to be honest. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really glad you've shared your experiences on that side of things, Liam, because I, I I do think a lot of people don't see that side of it, and you know as you said, there's a lot of musicians who don't think about you know that that's it's normal for them and that. We, we could all do with a, a little bit of, of therapy and improving on ourselves as individuals for, for anyone day to day. My pleasure. Yeah, I'm glad to share it. You know, it's nice, nice to, nice to, it's nice to share. It's nice to talk about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people are either scared to talk about it or don't realise they even need it. To be honest, because like you said, when you're in a band, you're kind of so much like you're just like a kid who can't be told really so someone's like you know you want to calm down you want to you know have a good you know have a have a good night's rest instead of partying and you're just like shut up i'm in this band i'm doing well you fuck you can't tell me nothing and then after you're like oh no they were trying to tell me but <laughs> i just i was so into myself that i didn't believe it but yeah as i said it's so good to see you doing well now yeah definitely. um you ge- you genuinely do seem better than ever to me and happier and stuff how's the family Thank you, Sean. Cheers, mate. Uh, mate, family, family are great. Uh, family's good. Dad's moved up to Liverpool. Nice. Big fan of Mike. Big fan of Mike. Neat. <laughs> a lot of people are. A lot of people are. He's uh, yeah. He's, he's come. He's come back home. He's originally from Liverpool. Um, yeah. He's he's come home and mum's well. Mum's good. Sisters and brothers are all doing well. Everyone's okay. You know. Nice. Yeah. Good. 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 Well, if we can get into the uh, into we are the ocean uh, a little bit more i mean obviously Let's do it. yeah yeah you've you've mentioned there the personal struggles of, of ending the band and everything leading up to it but musically was there did you feel like the band was ending for a while was it like a split decision or did you all know on some level it, it was coming to an end i think musically musically speaking i think we were a little burnt out towards the end because we had written, uh, uh, we had written and recorded quite quickly in concession these albums. Cutting our teeth to go now and live was like maybe 12, like 12, 18 months apart. Same going from going now and live to Young Heart, uh, Young Heart to maybe today, maybe tomorrow is very short amount of time. And then I think we took the most time on writing ARC. And by the time you know going into the studio, I, I think I, I I think I think yeah, I think the creative juices were just like we were all pretty tired. Of course, we would be because we'd never stopped. When it comes to the the band, that that kind of conversation is that what you mean, Morgan? Like the conversation of how it ended? Yeah. So I think there were a few. There were there was a tour before that we were on uh, and there was like maybe about six months before where I I personally, I, I, I was feeling like, I was like, it's not the same. I just knew it. I was like, it's not the same. And 
I could, I started looking around and and I could kind of see that on other other people and we we spoke about it and um, it was a difficult conversation. We spoke about it and you know we we kind of asked ourselves like where where do we see it going? Where do we see ourselves personally? You know, like where where are we all within our lives? Like, or where's where's everything going? And everyone expressed how they felt, and you know, we all listened, and that was good. And from that from that conversation, I I said I said first I said I I don't think I can do it anymore. I don't think I want to do it anymore, which is difficult. But it, yeah, it was it was it was yeah really difficult. Um, but yeah, I said I said uh, I didn't want to do it anymore because it just it, it, yeah at the time so much was going on like up up in you know in your head and everything else and yeah so we decided so we decided we'd have one more tour which was and it was it was never like it was never like there was never like bad energy really between anyone like you know it wasn't like we we ended because it was because of arguments or anything like hmm. that. Like we, we, I can't even remember a time when we really argued, really. It was just, it's just something that, that happens and yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think it just kind of naturally run its course in the end because early on you were just going at it so, so fast? It's a difficult question to ask. It's, it's, it's difficult hmm. to answer that because naturally, yes, but maybe but then you think well maybe if i hadn't done that or maybe if i'd done that differently could it have been different you know you do you do ask yourself those those questions oh i ask yeah, myself sure. all the time should we have even bothered <laughs> with starting the party but, uh, it's too fucking late now it's too fucking late now i've ruined it now it's all gone now so uh, <laughs> yeah um but is there is there any possibility of ever a we are the ocean gig again do you think like would how do you feel about it well it's the te- you know it's the 10 year anniversary of going out and live mm, yeah yeah it's, yeah it's a big that was a big album for me um i would say i'd certainly be like open for i'd be certainly open to having that conversation with with the lads and and seeing you know where everyone sat yeah i that's kind of where i am with that like don't get me wrong i'm sure the same with you sean like there are times you go through and you're like the band like do you get it back together and i've had that like since it's broke up like you know should is is it time or is it like you know is it something you want to do yeah, I think that's where we slightly differ is the the fact that my band ended and I didn't want it to. I was yeah. the only one who didn't want it to. So, um, whereas you going like, oh, you might be thinking, oh, you know, get the band back again. I was like, yeah, I never left a bloody band. It's still going in my head. We just haven't played a gig for five years. Um, oh, mate. Sorry. But yeah, um, no, that's so good to you. It's good to you that you wouldn't, you know, you're not dead, you're not dead against it or... No. Or anything I, like that. No, it's... It's just, it's just such a big part of my life, like you know, and and the, and the the lads in the band, Dan, Jack, Tom, and Alf, like they they were family to me at the time. Yeah, they still are, but like you know, in the in the van on the road, they are your family. They're your closest closest friends, your buds. So you know, something like that, I I could never close the door fully. 
Nice. Mm, interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Um, but I did want to ask as well. I mean, I know you touched on you went to Nashville and for writing and stuff yeah. like that. But in these last four years, has there been any inkling for you to do solo music or a new project or anything? Because for a while you were doing a couple of gigs here and there, playing with our good friend Thomas Jenkins and yeah. Alfie and stuff, just doing acoustic things now and again. But I mean, has there ever been a plan for for an actual Liam release? There, there has, there has. I've I've written a lot of a lot of music. Um, I've written a lot of songs, and there have been kind of plans here and there to release something. And then I've kind of stopped myself from doing it. That's like a kind. That's a journey all in itself. Like mm. Morgan, like it's something that I. It's a challenge for me creating and then like it's not as easy as it used to come and it's creating and kind of putting myself out there has been a challenge for me and um it feels uh, i'm at a point now where i I really want to release something this year because i just really just need to do it um and i just need to do it for myself really more than anything and you know with with everything that's been going on in the past 12 months like you know it's really kind of put things in perspective that like all those dreams and all those ideas like you've got to share them with people you've got to share them well yeah, i can tell I, you now that we all we all want it we all yeah. want this <laughs> Gombe music so stop being a dick and give it to us <laughs> <laughs> there it is there it is ah <laughs> uh, good lad sorry sorry I, th- I thought it was in the blackout for a second sorry, sorry, <laughs> a slip but, back into the old ways but if we're going to the creativity I mean I know you just talked about how regularly those We Are The Ocean albums came out especially the first three literally year after year after year I think it was 2010 2011 2012 you released albums which if you on a schedule especially back then is insane um what were some of the earliest memories for you writing those tracks going on tour going to the studio and and doing it all over again that's amazing morgan it was like I, i i should say now as well although what we spoke about so far Weirdly Ocean was the one of the best things to ever happen and was one of the most amazing moments of of my life so far. It it was such an amazing time and we were lucky to, you know, we worked hard, don't get me wrong, we we grafted, we loved to graft as well. We liked being DIY when we could and, you know, (laughs) we liked liked it when the odds were against us at times and that was just who we were. We just loved the, the fight kind of thing and writing and recording albums was and playing gigs going on tour meeting some of like some of the bands that you've been listening to um you know or been watching on I don't, can you say can you say like other like media outlets on, on yeah you can say Kerrang or Sky. Yeah, I, was gonna, I was gonna say Kerrang I was gonna say Kerrang because like you know when I was growing up, you watch Kerrang TV for your for your new music, like what was coming through, and then like you know you end up seeing that band that you've watched on TV when you're like thirteen. And you're like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. What was the moment? What was the moment like after you then? Just before you go into the talking about the albums, like when was the, when was the first time you were like in a situation where you were like, what the fuck is going on? Like how have I? It's like every day, mate. It was, it was every day. 
<laughs> yeah. Good, because, yeah. After, after a while, I kind of got, not jaded, but kind of, bla- like, again, blasé to it. Just kind of like, all right, yeah, I'm going to be doing this forever. Like, I thought I was going to be playing Children children of the Night until yeah. I was, like, 70. Do you know what I mean? I was going to be like old foggy of the night, but it's not happening. <laughs> I'm not. For sure. Um, for sure. To, to add to that show, like it, it, it did get to what, towards the end. It was kind it was more like that, but you know, during the, during the, the free go now and live, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, cutting our teeth, that kind of era, that time, like it's mental. I remember, mate, I remember playing the Astoria. That was yeah. like, that was insane. Cause I've been going there for, for so long seeing all, all like my favourite bands and it was supporting you guys yeah that was um, yeah that was nuts I, somebody sent me footage from that the other day and um, yeah it was awful but it was a good gig <laughs> I, I really I remember I remember enjoying it and loving it um, yeah because we had just it was that gig that we became one of four unsigned bands to ever sell out the Astoria, and that's because we'd just been dropped by Fierce Panda. How lucky is that? How lucky is that? We've just been dropped. Yeah, we've just been dropped. Yes, we're one of four all-time bands. Yes! Um, but yeah, that was, a, that was a fantastic tour. ASU, um, was that from first to last? Yeah, another band, which was just um, like... Yeah, and ooh, oh, the Medic Droid, who didn't yes. last very long. No, um, no, they were on the tour, and I think Snoz gave the singer a bottle of vodka off a rider, and then we found out the next day that he was uh, meant to have a dry rider. Oh, oh man, some troubles, I didn't know that. Some troubles happen. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, moving on. Yeah, from first to last. <laughs> moving on swiftly. Yeah, we talked to Matt Good on this podcast about um, from first to last, and I remember just prior to it because we were on we were on Raw Power. Were we on Raw Power? I think we were just about to join Raw Power, and I remember us getting a big email from from first to last uh, management saying like they wanted a certain temperature constantly on the bus, they wanted like certain rider stuff, and we were like they're not they're supporting us, mind. Uh, uh, and we were sharing a bus and I remember the air conditioning was broke on the bus the first day we turned up I was like from first to last we're going to turn up and just piss off straight away surely but I remember that to be genuinely one of, one of my most favourite tours that I've ever done in my life what a good just what a good bunch what a great like us you I, to be honest I don't really remember Medic Droid I know there was two of them but I don't remember any more than that just you guys, us, and from first to last, just having a laugh every night. And it was just amazing. I wish we could go back to 2008 or whatever it was. Oh, it was good, man. Leave it there. Leave it there. Let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> well, no, but, but saying that, though, I, th- I, I think I saw something before um, when I was researching for another episode. And I, I swear we had the ocean in the blackout played more times together than not by the time you did all the tours you had done and festival appearances and everything so i mean it must have been um a wild ride with with you with you two lot from uh time to time yeah absolutely i remember us being backstage in germany right yeah <laughs> That's never a good start. Where's this going? I've got a clue. And if you know what, any time, any time you go, I remember. It's just going to be like, oh no, what's it going to be? What did we do? Um, No, it was. uh, 
I remember how excited Reese from my band was. Uh, Reese, who plays bass, used to play bass in the blackout. He loved farts. He loves farts. He loves <laughs> fart noises. If somebody can make a fart noise <laughs> off the cuff, Reese is chuffed with it. And I remember a certain someone, he will not be named, I haven't named him, um, can literally suck in air through his bum and then fart on cue. And I remember Reese just crying, laughing, just watching it. And I was like, we meant to be a rock band. Like, surely there should be some sort of girls or sex or something cool going on. And then we're literally just watching a man on his back sucking into his ass and then farting back rock and roll guys rock this is the stuff people are listening for these, <laughs> these, these rock and roll stories like um but yeah oh no we had some fantastic some fantastic times together we really did like some some well for going through europe do you remember being in was it in poland where we someone had fireworks <laughs> I showed the video to that the other day as well. James <laughs> yeah. got it on his phone. So, yeah, we had fireworks. We had fire. I think he was in Bel. I want to say Belgium. Okay. We had fireworks and we had a giant tube. Yeah. So, <laughs> we used it like a rocket that, launcher. We <laughs> yeah. So after the gig, is all of us standing out by a bus, <laughs> having to go one by one, just shooting rockets oh, into the sky. Ah, oh, rock and roll, man. Oh, rock and brilliant. roll. Yeah. God, health, and, health and safety are going to be on your asses for that now. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, someone's yeah. coming to back with you with a, a bill for their cracked window. <laughs> Belgium, like all the way from Belgium. Oh, it was all you, bastards, was it? That was you. Yeah. It was you. Yeah, nine years ago, a firework came through my window. Good times. Good times. But like, for you, Liam, what was that kind of whole scene like look, looking back on it because i think there's a there's a lot of music fans who really grew up in that period you know including myself who mm. you all shaped our inferences going forward you know if you look at we are the ocean the blackout kids and glass houses you meet six death of canterbury i mean the list just goes on about how many incredible bands were from the uk at that time I mean, when you look back at it, is, is it just something you're so proud to have been a part of and make all those friends and influence a whole generation of, of fans? Absolutely. Absolutely proud of it. Yeah. It felt, it felt at the time it was something special. It felt at the time it was something special. And, you know, I, I, I often go back and listen to, like, some of the old bands, Canterbury, yeah. Straight oh, Lines. Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a band, a People in Planes. I don't know if you've heard of those guys. They they were they were around. Um, yeah, rings We met them. They were supporting Funeral for a Friend, and uh, we, we we toured with those guys. And it it I, it felt special at the time for sure, man. Like, oh, it was magic. It, if you look back it, at it yeah. now, right when. When, when all of us were signed to Raw Power, Raw Power literally had the <laughs> evil umbrella of all of the bands. Like, I tell you what we'll do. Let's just cover them all. Let's sign them all. Let's sign all these bands. One of them's got to be. One of them's got to do all right. And uh, bring me the horizon. Did so. Luckily, luckily, Craig. <laughs> luckily, Craig. That and uh, Bullet and Valentine. So yeah, well done, did. Craig. Um, yeah, it was worth signing seven thousand bands for those two. Um, but yeah, what like what a time when you. You just literally look at all those bands. What unbelievable! We were in an, an incredible. I don't think the scene has been that strong since. 
I don't think there's there's been. To be honest, I I don't think I I, I if I'm listening to, I can't find it. I can't find it. Like if I if I go if I go into Spotify, I go okay, what's what's going on at the moment um, with bands and kind of new alt rock bands, call it or pop punk, whatever. I just yeah, maybe maybe it's, I, I'm probably just biased, but yeah, I, I I really think like there was some of the some amazing songwriters and some amazing singers, um, and you know pushing something that. You know, if we think about it now, when we when we look at like popular artists these that like at the moment, like like Post Malone, say, like emo trap. Not saying that we influence them at all. I'm not saying that, but <laughs> like you know, you not just us, like people around us, like people working on on the tours, people managing, like people promoting, like everyone is involved with like bringing that kind of sound to to. Um, to, to people's ears, I think. Like, you know, the radio pluggers even, like getting getting bands like the Blackout on the radio, like, you know, that would have been <laughs> How did they manage it? How did they? They must have given some fantastic blowjobs to make that happen. Like, I, wow. I remember my friend from Merthyr, right? He was disappointed. The Blackout had a song called The Storm, right? Which was... Um, one of our best songs, I think. But we brought it out as a single and it didn't like chart or didn't really get played. I think it had C-list on Radio 1 or whatever. And my friend from Merthyr, for some reason, he was so into that song, right? He took it on himself. He was like, I reckon I could get Zane Lowe to play this. And I was like, I don't think... If our radio player, who we pay to play <laughs> a radio, can't get Zane to play it, don't think you can. And I just remember having a massive argument about it, uh, about it with him. And it's... It's, what a, it's, it's mad. It's what a mad time. I just look back at it now and I, la- I find myself just laughing sometimes at the things that we were all, we all did and we were all allowed to do. It's just, it's bonkers. It's mental. Fest- yeah, festivals. Just, just loads of shit that we did. It's just. Sean, yeah. do you remember, do you remember going down to Bristol Beach? Playing the beach sessions down there? Yes. For yes, yes, yes. I think we did yeah. that twice once or twice with the blackout that was possible that was i think that's like some of my fondest memories of being on the road was driving down to cornwall and playing the Bristol uh Bristol beach sessions um because you, you, you we'd end up making like a bit of a holiday out of it i remember we were there for like five days and we we did a bit of surfing and obviously we saw you lads when you came down we had a good old time there as well I got some great. I, go, I often go back through the old photos and stuff. Uh, that, that that time always comes up. It was a good, it was a beautiful time. It was amazing. I've only recently been able to kind of look back on the blackout stuff. Then I sort of like like on like online like videos and stuff. And but then I find myself getting lost. Then then I want to be like, oh guys, check out how good this band is. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I'm on my own. Number one, I'm on my own. So who am I talking to? And uh, number two, it's my band as well. What do you want about your fool? <laughs> but yeah, like I look back at it now and I'm like so fond. And yeah, like I said, I was so blasé at the time or jaded at the time that I didn't take in what was going on hmm. fully. And now you look back and you're so appreciative of it. Yeah. I don't know where that's ego because I've lost it all. And I'm like, oh, remember how good that actually was? Oh, you fool. Um, or yeah, or was it genuinely that good? And at some moments, I think it genuinely was absolutely unbelievable. Um, 
Do you remember your first Kerrang Awards or anything like that? Do you remember like <laughs> seeing I don't know Dave Grohl, <laughs> Dave Grohl up close or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> this this is mental. I met um, I met James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett on the red carpet. I don't. <laughs> I say I remember meeting them. I don't remember meeting them. <laughs> oh. Like it was one of those we. I think we were nominated as a as a newcomer within like I, I think it was the first twelve months of being in a band, maybe just just over. And obviously, you go there and it's just like incredible. Like all these people are there, and there's free free drinks, and you just being twenty twenty one just get way out of hand. And um, I think yeah yeah I met James like two massive heroes of mine, James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett on the red carpet, and someone. Can't remember who it was. I think it was Max at U- from Yumi at Six was there. I was like, Max, get a photo, get a photo. I was in bed by 11, 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was going home. Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bob, Bob did that. Bob's first uh, Kerrang Awards. He got drunk on the bullet, I think it was bullet whiskey there. They were given away for free. Right. Um, Bob got drunk and it ended up spewing in the toilets. Then they kicked him out. And then he ended up outside on the floor being sick. And then somebody took a photo of Kerry King from Slayer holding a Kerrang Award, standing over Bob while Bob's spewing. <laughs> the photo's online. Bob's I've a spew coming from his mouth. Yeah. And Kerry King's got an Alcoholics Anonymous t-shirt on as well <laughs> as, he, as he's standing over him. And, um, yeah, we later found out that that was Mas- Mastodon's tour manager's computer background <laughs> for a full year. For a full year, because he was so happy with that photo. But yeah, it some is. of those parties are wild. I just remember walking around and going, oh, there's Rob Alford. That's strange. Oh, there's Liam Owlett from The Prodigy. What? And I just remember just going, we shouldn't be allowed near these people. This is crazy. It was, yeah, it's ma- mental. It's, it's, it was... Um so so surreal at the time i remember just kind of feeling you, you just feel like a kid like you feel like you just walked into toys of us for the first time do you know what i mean you're looking around and everything's just amazing for me like my my mindset at the time was like right you're only going to experience this one just experience everything as much as as you can you know that was the mindset instead of like probably being a bit maybe should have been a bit more calmer and be like okay take yeah. a breath take it in but that's the thing like we it's hindsight isn't it like the thing yeah. is we didn't realise at the time and we were both having good times like you know for the, for the majority of it um, up towards the end but um, yeah we've had some fantastic amazing times mm. yeah but the thing is I think you know you guys and the host of bands I mentioned really soundtracked growing up and people finding those times for, for so many people so yeah it's, it's definitely a, a period that has looked back on very very fondly but um if we can go back to that kind of songwriting element that you touched on the earlier especially with those records coming out in in quick succession how did like those processes go because as i said you know coming uh, having a record out every year for three years is an insane yeah turnover really especially with the amount of touring you did so was it just kind of writing on the road or stopping going into the studio and hashing out any ideas you had i mean how how did all those records come together um so mostly i'd say like cutting our teeth was mostly written off of the road we were still really learning how to be a band at that point as well we had obviously we recorded the first ep in 
nothing good has happened yet had kind of catapulted us into this place. And even then we were like, wow, that, that, that happened really quickly. Like, what do we do now? We, we were still trying to really figure out, you know, the live performance, like kind of building on that and bringing it up to a point where, you know, we were playing these tours and we were like, wow, we've, we need, we need to do some work. Like we need to really practice out and, and work on our craft there. Um, so like, I'd say like cutting our teeth was, and you know, uh, kind of the title of the album says it all cutting our teeth. Yeah. We, we did it. We did yeah. it. We, we, uh, we worked on that and, um, we worked on that. We had like a, a good time away from touring for a little while. So we worked on that and go now and live the, the album afterwards. There was, I should say there was a period in between cutting our teeth and going now and live where we recorded a short four track EP and it had, uh, had a sort the, the single from it was lucky ones. And it was at that point when we recorded those four songs, we had Lucky Ones, a song called Playing uh, Playing My Heart, Waiting, Get Out While You Can. And it was at that point where we had, we had new tour manager. We had uh, Brad Sullivan. Um, nice. Absolute legend. Yeah. And Shout out to Brad. Yeah. We had Brad Sullivan and... We were touring with, you know, like Canterbury, Funeral for a Friend, these bands that had big anthems and just big songs. And we were like, you know, on tour, you'd stay at Brad's house in Leeds. Like we, we basically lived there for like a year. And, you know, some of it was written in his front room. Um, and some of it were written, you know, while you're on sound check. And, and, and then we, we kind of come to a point just before maybe like four months before we were heading into the studio, into Middle Farm Studios. That was the first time we went there with Pete Miles. Um, we, we got into the local studio to us, a place called Sound Lab Studios. And big shout out to those guys, by the way. Um, they're massive help for us throughout, throughout the years. Really supportive. Um, we started right in there. And really, it was around that time, so going back to the EP, where like, you could hear that where the ocean could be this kind of melodic, it can still have its heaviness and it's kind of like it's aggression, but we could also have this melodic side to it and find, it was always about trying to find a balance between that and being able to tell a story through a song where people can connect to that. And it was around that time where we kind of, I started hearing that I could, I could hear that the songs like playing my heart and, you know, going into, writing more songs like that. We liked it. We really liked it because oh, Mayday Parade was another band we were on tour with at the time. And when we were on tour with those guys, the EP had just been released and Lucky Ones was going down a storm on stage. And we were like, we could do more of this. Like we could do more of these kind of songs. We got back and we were recording, well, we were demoing at Sound Lab and that was coming together just uh, just before we went into the studio we had we had our first european tour um and we had like this huge headline tour in the uk and it went really well we went through europe first time there and that was an incredible incredible experience met so many people people that you'd end up being friends with for life like there's people i still talk to to now from that tour we had this, uh, there was a car, there was a crash at the end of the tour on the way home. That was, that was pretty hairy. 
Dan broke his blanket, broke it. He did. He didn't break his leg, but the crash had broken his leg, and Ouch. yeah, it, it was pretty heavy. I broke my nose. There was, you know, no 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 fault of anyone's like in the car or anything. I think it's just one of them mad accidents that just happens. And from that point, we had about two two weeks, two three weeks before heading down to Middle Farm, where we had probably like maybe like a third of the album written and pretty comfortable with that. And it's at that point where. I think I think personally, from our experience of touring, all the touring we had done, like at that point after that kind of moment of having that crash, it was just like, whoa, it was a bit of a wake up call for us. And we ended up really just hitting the writing really hard, going in and for myself, like writing about the things I was writing about, like lyrically, I, I, I just felt like more, more so than ever, it was like right to, you know, it was okay to just like let it out just let let out like whatever the song was and whatever it needed like it's like therapy like being able i expressed myself at the time through songs um that 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 was my my kind of my therapy um so yeah so going going into that was that was kind of the the process going into going out and live for me that was one of the fondest memories of writing an album and going through the process and then going down to middle farm studios i don't know if you've ever been there it's uh it's this little place in uh in devon it's in the foothills like you can't get wi-fi we went at the beginning of december um this was before we were snowed in and pete pete miles had come to a show like a, uh, maybe like a month or two before and we agreed to go like you know we said then like hey you're he's going to record the album we we're excited he was like come down to my studio the studio i think we were the first album to record an album in there it's basically a, a hundred year old like foundations on this on this like the house and there's a huge farm like the studio didn't have heating we had like we had like these gas fires going off it in like, it was like it was like it was we were in the elements it was so good it was so so good and then the snow came and we got snowed in and we thought, oh, are we going to get home for Christmas? We're not too sure. We got, we got back on Christmas Eve. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> mental time, mental time. So it's going off on one there. I'm just like, awesome. I'm, I'm trying to like recollect all the, like, yeah. the memories and there, there was some funny times, mate. I, I've got a video somewhere and uh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to try and share it soon because obviously it's 10 years for since going out and live, but it, it snowed and where the studio was, was on this massive hill. There was a hill behind it and we got an airbed and it was the, f you know, just going down a hill when it's, when it's been snowing. So I blew up the airbed and that was my, my board going down. Oh, unreal. <laughs> unreal. It's so fun. Nice. So, so basically, do you do you see all those songs are just kind of like snapshots of of your life back then? Now, like when you look back at them, yeah, I do. And and even like time before that album, like there were songs written on there about people from that from a past there. Um, but yeah, it is. It is. They are like snapshots. Every every song has like every song has a moment in my life or like you know if there's if it was a song that i've been heavenly involved with with writing like there was there was i could always tell you what that lyric might have meant or like where it come from yeah and with everything reaching um a decade now uh, i know you're going to be doing a lot of kind of mini celebrations with hassle records to uh and with some re-releases and stuff 
yeah, Hassel have um, re-released the Go Now Live as a as a vinyl, um, which I saw for the first time today. It looks it looks great. Ooh. They've done a great job. Um, Hassel, Hassel, Wes got in touch. Um, I just, I for me, like I just wanted to help them as much as I can because again, like they were someone else that was they were they were very influential and very supportive of the band at that time. I just felt if there's anything I can do for you guys, then more than happy to help out. So this new vinyl's coming out. It looks amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'll, be, I'll be getting one for sure. I need to get a vinyl player, though. I need to get a vinyl <laughs> yeah. player badly. Well, yeah. oh, do you need a plastic bag to keep that vinyl in? <laughs> well, in fact, I do. Are these... Are these 12 <laughs> inches wide? That's the question. So basically, people can't... This is a po- audio-only podcast, so they can't see this. But um, but what we'll do, Sean, is we'll get you to take a photo of this thing and it'll be on our social media pages, at Pod. Boom. Happy there we go. <laughs> Correct. Well, but basically, my mother, a couple of months ago, went into... Well, a couple of months ago, probably... Oh, I don't know. It, it could have been 2018. That's pro- three years ago now. That's how quick. <laughs> La- last year it went so quick. It's taken three years with it. Um, yeah, my mother went out, found a load of old uh, the blacker t-shirts, and then she must have found 50 to 100. We are the ocean bags. So we've got Amazing. 50 to 100 plastic. Oh, we are the ocean bags. So tell Wes. Um, save, himself, save himself some printing if you chuck Sean a couple of quid I'll get him bags back to him um, get a free but yeah, bag uh, yeah, but yeah Hassel um, yeah we spoke to Wes we had Wes on the show a um, couple of months back and yeah we've been trying to get you before that so prior to all that as well like we like we were we were excited to get you before then so uh, yeah they, they're awesome what a label and yeah uh, yeah, and yeah, go they, now and live. What an album! Yeah, he spoke very highly of you as well, and, and said that you know working with the band was probably one of his highlights of of Hassel and Satire. That's such a nice thing to say. He, he, he was like uh, such a good figure to have, such a good like kind of person to be around like during that time as well. Like you really felt like he had your back, and he did. Like you know, you know, he he really supported the band and pushed it as far as he could, and. There was someone else at the label as well, a guy Chris Baker as well. He 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 left, but he was there at the time as well. I thought about him today because I was like, I just want—I don't know if he'll be listening, but I just want to give him a shout out and just hope he's good because he was like he was a big part of the band at that time as well. Um, so sh- shout out to Chris Baker there as well. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he hears this, Chris. Get, let us know. Let us know, Chris. <laughs> But with all that as well, Liam, I mean, just a couple of quick things now before we let you go. Um, you, you, you've you mentioned some very beautiful stories of of your life in the industry and everything, but is there any one mad interaction or anything that really comes to your mind when, when you look back at life on the road and getting to play with some of your favorite bands and, and touring and everything? Is there, is there anyone you've met that's blown you away or giving you advice or anything like that i thought about this today because i thought you might have asked me this question <laughs> and is it was i was on tour with um we were on tour i think it was with the used and hexes were playing dan carter's band okay <laughs> and it was i was talking to the basic i think it's john his name's john right we were chatting and it, it, I just thought about it today. I was like, when was like, and it, it was when I was talking to John. I said to John, and we were st- I was talking about like old days of when I used to go to gigs. I was like, I used to go down the square and, you know, 
square was in Harlow. It was a great venue. And I used to see like, you know, uh, the foamers there and leftover crack choking victim cap down and like the filaments and like f- for me the filaments back then were like fucking mega like because i still remember their songs and he just looked to me he went the filaments i went yeah he was like i was the bass player in the filaments and at that moment i was like Oh my, oh my good lord. Oh my good lord. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I've never been so starstruck from meeting, I think because it's like a bit of a surprise as well. Yeah. But it was, yeah, that, and it's, it was a really nice moment to like meet him. And I was like, well, thank you very much, those songs. And also to, to a lot of my friends, like the, them songs were, they brought us together. Like there were so many memories of me and my mates, like, you know, from, from Loughton and, you know, if we were at a party or something, we'd be singing them songs, hundred percent. If I <laughs> and if I saw them now and I just started, Trevor was a skinhead sitting at the bar. They'd all just come back, sipping on his pint of beer and listening to Scar. Like that—that that is what would happen. Nice. It, it, yeah, that's awesome. Just, those moments, aren't they? Yeah, lovely, <laughs> lovely yeah. moments. Yeah, yeah. And is there anything else really we can expect from you going forward? I know you said, is yeah, a new single coming? Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> sorting out (laughs) (laughs) that Sean's adamant about Um, yeah yeah, I know music is something you're trying to put out with yourself as well but is there anything else we can um, expect or maybe we should look out for Um, I think for looking out for like uh, yeah musically I do I I want to release something this year and I plan on doing that Um, really I just want want to talk to more people I want to reconnect with more people um, and just kind of kind of being more open with like social media and just kind of, I don't really do it much and I haven't done before in the past because I suppose I just didn't really feel confident enough to express myself in that way. You know, it's a different way of talking, isn't it? Like and mm. communicating social media. And I, I think just for me that, that, yeah, you know, there'll be some music, but if you want to come say hello, like, you know, by all means come say hello and you know, I'm, I'm all up for having a conversation. And the, where, where can people contact you about getting guitar lessons? Oh, okay. So guitar lessons, uh, you can email me at liamsonlineguitarlessons.com uh, at gmail.com. Um, there's an Instagram page for that as well. And you can have a look on there and that you'll probably see like a video of me playing guitar and there'll be a cat in the background somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's, you, yeah you, can, you can get me there. Nice. Well, yeah. Thank you so, so much for this. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure, it's man. Been, great to see you. Thank you so much God, for it's having been an me. Absolute, it's been an absolute honour getting to um, just reconnect and seeing you grow. I have genuinely seen you grow probably, yeah, probably since you were about 20, 21, like. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. and you've, ter- you've, ter- you've grown into a beautiful, beautiful human who I appreciate very, very much. Um, I speak for all of us when I say we can't wait to hear you on um, on a record soon. Yes. And uh, yeah, we're all looking forward to it. And fingers crossed something happens and we could all somehow make some sort of the blackout and we are the ocean gig again. Uh, you know it is. He's booking it now. He's booking it now. Shoot on that in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right down. He's already, he's already <laughs> spending that money in his head now. He's <laughs> yeah, gone. He's gone. But yeah, thank you so, so much. Thanks for thank having you. me, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. As people listening to this are going to be like, thank you for the music. Thank you for um, everything. 
and uh yeah thank you for the inspiration and thank you for keeping on yes so uh yes let's um let's do one of these in the flesh when we can absolutely um, i hope liverpool and your family are great thank you so so much brother thank, thank you so thank much you. man oh man that was oh mate you have no idea i've been wanting to do this for for a long time like talk to you lads and i'm, I'm glad i'm really glad that i've done it now and it's been really good to connect reconnect with you sean and and morgan as you as well mate because you know you you're, you're as, as much as part of it as everyone else you know what i mean so it's it's really 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 nice to speak to you again and thanks for having me on i really appreciate it yes awesome lovely um lovely um what a fucking guy so much what a guy what a voice what a songwriter what a guitar player i don't doubt he was a fantastic suit tailorer as well because <laughs> everything the boy boy puts his fucking hand to he's really good at so um again thank you very much to liam for coming on i loved reconnecting with him um i've loved spent the last couple of months chatting back and forth with him and we like video called each other a few times and yeah it was nice it was just yeah nice to reconnect um I'd like more We Are the Ocean stuff. Oh, I'd like to see. Hi. I'd like to see some We Are the Ocean stuff as well. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. That wouldn't be ban- uh, bad with it. I mean, if well, we know all the big festivals listen to this, so I mean, hey, but book them, book We Are the Ocean. I'd love to see that in a field with friends. Hopefully, when all this pandemic thing is over. But yeah, Liam is just an awesome human. Um, someone I've been lucky enough to connect with over the years as well. I remember once he came in to do uh, an acoustic session for the radio show I used to do and stuff. And yeah, just a fa- fantastic human being. So grateful that we got to share his story and everything he's been up to. And that's the thing, right? I mentioned he's not really active on social media that much. He posts now and again, but like things like the, going to Nashville and doing suits and everything like that, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a clue. No, exactly. This is the thing. That's why we want him on because we want to know what's going on, what everyone's been up to, and yeah. And I think this was a very, very good and revealing chat mm. with um, Liam. So, again, thank you very much, Liam. Let's fucking hang out when we can when this bloody virus pisses off. Because I'd love to see him and spend more time with him in Don's La Flesh, yeah, as the French say. And fingers crossed he will release some solo music at some point because we're all after it. So come on, He's Liam. Got to, just drop He's got to. just drop some tracks for us to have a sing-along with. Yep. Um, Stop fannying about. Get it done. Funny enough, uh, lately, and, well, and during the, the last year, especially in lockdown madness, I've, I've listened back to a lot of We Are The Ocean and... I just want to say one track in particular, if for somehow people have missed it or want to go back and, and really find their love again for that band. Um, there is a track on the third album called Chin Up Sun, which I think if you take it into context of modern day and how everyone is struggling with stuff and just trying to see the positive in things, um, is a, a beautiful, beautiful song. So that's my recommendation of a back catalogue track to check out. And of course, Hassle Records are re-releasing their Go Now and Live album on a special vinyl reprint to mark its 10th year anniversary. That will be in April. So head over to Hassle Records' website for all the details on that. And go and check out episode 94 of Sapling Podcast that features Hassle Records talking about their love for the ocean and what it actually takes to make records and be a label. Yeah, it's not um, it's not as simple as oh, I've got this song. 
Uh, mm. Send that out. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's, no, it's two more. It's two more processes. It's, um, you listen to the song, check the song, press the button, and then press accept for the money. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I can't. I tell you what. I'm going to go back after this, and I'm going to have a listen to that Hassle Records one because I'm not sure how it works. But yeah, check that out Hassle Records. We also had former We Are the Ocean member Alfie kind of pop on the one we did with the Dangerous Summer at mm. Two Thousand Trees. Yes, correct. Um, I want to say that's episode 44, but I'm not sure if it is. If it is, do you know what? That's a great right. memory. <laughs> right, yeah. If it's episode 44, let us know at Sapling Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, if it's not, let us know on Sapling Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We need to know if Morgan is right or wrong. So send us, yeah. If Morgan is right, I want a nice gif of someone saying Morgan, that's correct or correct or something like that. Send us your best gifts with the answer to is episode forty-four the uh, Hassle Records episode? Jesus Christ, it took me ages to get that out. I'm so sorry. Fucking hell! But yes, give us a follow on our social media pages as well at Sapping Pod. Just get in touch, drop us a message, let us know who you'd like to hear on the podcast in the future tag the guests tell them why they should tell their story with us and if you listen to the podcast for the first time please go and subscribe everywhere you listen to these podcasts whatever platform you choose it helps us up it helps us very much leave a review on apple if you have an iphone be nice and just get out there spread it spread the love to your friends and speaking of spreading love the best oh, way no you're not going to tell them about oh no 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 I was going to say the well, well this sentence is dodgy now you said that I was going to say the best way they can give their love to us is by oh. becoming a member is in test tubes oh. <laughs> of our Patreon page patreon.com forward slash sapnin where you can help us continue to make these podcasts each and every week for free well Nick well you know you don't because you need to sign up to get some goodies so ignore what i said patreon.com forward slash sapnin and there's loads of extra what i'm trying to say sean there's extra things you can get and there's a wonderful community that we love tell them about that yes <laughs> yes there is um yes so when we start this podcast we thought we start a patreon to see um if we could uh keep it going um because we needed new gear and stuff and uh, over the last two years, we've created a community of individuals that is the greatest community on the internet. Um, I will TM that is as well as trademarked. Mm. Um, if anybody wants to fight me, uh, bring it on. Not in the group, obviously, because we all love each other very, very much. Outside of the group, I will fight you, but you will have to join the <laughs> Patreon to... Um, find out where uh, the exclusive fights I'll be doing this summer. So, yeah, patreon.com forward slash happening. We've made an um, awesome community of absolutely brilliant people. So we, d- I genuinely, genuinely 100% believe that we wouldn't have been able to get through the last year without them. Um, so thank you very much to everybody in the group for just your support, but not just for us, f- for each other as well. So thank you very much to everybody involved in our Patreon. I know we talk about it every week, but it is fucking the most special thing that's come out of this podcast. So It really is. And as we say, it definitely helps us go in. So don't be shy. Check it out and come and join the family. And while we're mentioning them, we should say a massive thank you to certain members of the Patreon. So if you head over to the description of this episode, there's loads of names there that we like to thank. But Sean is now going to give a mahusive, gigantic, special shout-out to the elite members of our Patreon podcast community. Those are the top tiers. 
And they've probably changed their names to something funny oh, or, offensive. If they have. I or offensive. I don't know if we. I don't know if we've given them enough time, and that's probably for the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you very much. We are super grateful to Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwowe, Janelle Caston, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Dilly the Sweetest of Sweet Potatoes Grimwood, Nathan Croshaw, Kelly Young, Paul Hirschfield, Scooby Drew Styles, Mike Langler, Liam Connolly, Kelly Ewing, Kat Besant, Sammy G, Armadine Urbano, Shani Meyer Boxel Anderson, Tony Michael, Justin Dunn, Amy Campion, Johnny Phillips, Scott Goosefat, Hashtag Goosefat Roasted Potatoes Jones, weird. Thank you very much to Dan Gies, Simon Amos, Kate Stevenson, Jenny Munster, Danny Eaton, Lucy Diaz, Emily Senegals, Martina McManus, Erin Howard, Becky Andy, John and Emma, Jenny Robertson, Jason Heredia, Louis Cook, Marty Jacobs, Sandra Kuwachek, Caroline Robinson, Kelly Cannon, Kevin Clark, Carl Pendlebury, Livy Cropper, Stuart McNaught, James McNaught, Tallulah Grant... Thank you very much. Lydia Henderson, Sharif Awadali, Keris Andrews, Ollie, sorry we're incapable of enjoying wholesome things, Amesbury, Chris Howard, Jacob Turner, Josh, what do you call two birds stuck together, Velcros, Crisp. What? Thank you very much to Alice Wood, Adam, King of the Goths, Parslow, and last but not no means least, last but not least, Connor Lewins. Jesus Christ. The, the, we got to stop this. We've got to... <laughs> there's too many names now. we got to find a new perk or something. I'll go to the house and kiss people rather than have to read names no, that, out. That's um, not COVID safe, so I don't know if that's... Uh... Yeah, that is true. That is true. And some of them live in Australia, mine, so like you'd have to go pretty far. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, but thank got you. Me something, no. But yeah, thank you to all those people. <laughs> I do it as much as, as much as it sounds like... I don't enjoy doing that. I do enjoy doing it. And I, I massively appreciate all of these people. It's just when you talk like you've got a mouthful of soup like I do, it's really hard to get all these bloody names out in a row. So thank you very much. If you're still listening to this, thank you as well. Because that's fucking mad. If you're not part of the pit, tell you what you could do. Get in touch with us on Instagram or Twitter at Pod. If you listen to this bit and you're not part of the Patreon, because hmm. I don't think anybody who's I not part of the Patreon do. listens to this bit. I hope they do, because we have a good laugh sometimes. <laughs> some of the best, some of the funniest bits we've ever produced at the end of these podcasts because oh, we go definitely, mad definitely definitely yeah um, 
but yeah if you'd like to sign up to the patreon there's loads of extra content coming uh, as well we're dropping things all the time from playlists to q a's to bonus podcasts we found from the archives and everything but before we go sean is there anything else you would like to mention i believe when this is being released it's Bandcamp friday Oh, Bandcamp Friday. I'm in a band. So is everybody else. Check out RaidersBandUK.Bandcamp.com today on this Friday because all money goes towards the bands. So if you have an unsigned band friend, uh, an unsigned friend in a band, Jesus Christ. An unsigned I hope friend. An unsigned friend. Yeah. If you've got an unsigned friend, right, who's heard of bands, <laughs> go to their Bandcamp.com uh, because today they can earn more money. So, yeah anybody's band you like check them out find out if they've got a band camp support them this friday but more importantly support my band raiders raidersbanduk.bandcamp.com thank you very much we got four songs up they're all all right i reckon there's one more to come i think at some point so yes raidersbanduk.bandcamp.com right i'm done nice is there anything is there anything you need to promote um just my social media at mhrichards underscore if you'd like to know what i get up to if i do get up to stuff that is the best place to check it out and we'll be back next friday and every friday with a special guest for you to listen to and have a laugh next Woo-hoo! one is is a nice treat so i think we're bringing all the treats we possibly can so if you enjoyed this one you'll enjoy is that next the one week as well the rock oh i've said to anyway sapnin sapnin sorry morg Sorry, but I didn't mean to slip up there. Shit. You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.